Things are opening up here. It's crazy. I'm like, you know, a gal about town. It's been a lot of fun. I'm doing things in person again. I'm doing drag again. (sighs) It's a weird, weird time as we transition, but I hope everyone is well. And I have a fun episode for you today. Today, I've got on... My friend Danielle Perez, who is a hilarious comedian based here in Los Angeles. She's also on season two of the TV show Special, which is on Netflix. And I really like that show. And I really like Danielle. Now, Danielle does not have a ghost story per se, which... You know, every once in a while, I like to have on people that I just like and that are cool and fun and down to talk about spooky stuff. So we stay on topic. Well, for the most part, we we talk about ghosty stuff. We listen to a, a listener's story. Also, Danielle has an incredible story, sort of a near-death experience type story that she shares. And um, yeah, we talk about a lot of things. And so I hope you enjoy it. I have recorded some new episodes coming up. I just had on Karen A. Dahlman, or I just interviewed her. It hasn't been posted yet. It'll be out, I believe, next week. And Karen A. Dahlman is truly like the, the Ouija board queen. And we talk all things Ouija. And uh, she's a Ouijaologist. She is a licensed therapist that uses Ouija boards, and um, it's it might even be a two-parter because we get into a lot of different things, so that will be coming up soon, and I've been talking to our friend Katrina Weidman, host of, uh, co-host of Portals to Hell on Discovery+, Plus, one of my favorite paranormal shows, and... I believe we'll be having Katrina on soon. Also, a RuPaul's Drag Race star will be coming on soon. So we've got a lot coming at ya. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, I should tell you, as always, go to patreon.com slash for a bonus clip from this week's episode. And this week, I did a little bit of research and we talk about the real story that inspired the new Conjuring movie, The Conjuring 3, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. And I give my thoughts on the movie. I did watch it. And um, we talk about the the real story. So check that out on my second tier of Patreon. And on my first tier, I am back on eBay looking at allegedly haunted dolls. I was in, uh, you know, rare form when I was recording this one because I... <laughs> I really read these poor, allegedly haunted dolls, Uh, so I had a good time. You can find that on my Patreon, first tier. Anyway, here's my conversation 
with Danielle Perez. On with the show! Hi, Danielle Perez. How are you? Hey, Roz. I'm feeling great. How are you? I am so good. I am so happy that you are um, on the show. I haven't seen you in a long time, and uh, hopefully we'll do shows together sometime soon. Yeah, I hope so. I'm excited, though, that we get to... We get to talk today, though. I know. Well, we're usually in, like, you know, the back of a loud room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. But also, congrats on uh, Special Season 2 on Netflix streaming now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The show is so great. And I'm so glad the world can watch now. I, I really enjoy that show. And I just feel like it's, like... A good vibe like when I watch it it's just such a nice vibe I mean was that how it was when you were shooting yeah yeah definitely a nice vibe it was it was truly wild because we shot it in the middle of the pandemic like oh <laughs> and it my was god my first time like actually being on set like on a, in a scripted show where I was a character <laughs> with lines, like, mm-hmm. and so my first experience filming, I was just like covered in head to toe PPE, <laughs> <laughs> segregated from all the rest of the cast. <laughs> and that was like, okay, <laughs> camera, sound, masks off, let's go. <laughs> oh my God. I shot something during the pandemic and it was like, like when it was time to take it off, I felt so like exposed and naked. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. And also like the first um, the first scene we shot was like at the prom. So it's like we're supposed to be like dancing and vibing and like touching. And you know what I mean? There's like really like having a party. And it's like haven't been to a party in months. Haven't been around <laughs> people in months. Wait. It was like, oh, we're really he's taking off the Band-Aid here. Ripping did, it. Did they do the thing? Now, people that um, are listening that maybe have never been on a set during like a, a dance scene, but did they do the thing where like they don't play music because of audio and then you just have to dance around? Or did they have music? They What they would do was they would like start music and then um, to get us like feeling it, feeling what the vibe <laughs> of the music that's happening is, and then they would cut it, and then we would do the scene. <laughs> See, okay, people, people listening to this that don't know about this, next time you watch a TV show and there's music playing, just like focus in on the people because if there's people talking during the scene, they can't have music in the background because you couldn't hear them on set when they're talking. So they add that music in later. So everyone that's dancing around is really dancing to no music no music and like also we have to like talk like music is playing so we have to like talk <laughs> like we're like you know what? just <laughs> trying to speak over the music you know it's like can you hear me no i i said are we gonna let's go out back like i'm i'm over this song <laughs> well again going back to you and i like working you know doing stand-up shows around town it's like yeah that's how it that's how most of my relationships <laughs> with people are is going you what you did what cool nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of like seeing the same faces in the back of the room and being like you're here too <laughs> uh, hi oh my god well hopefully we'll do that all again oh, i can't soon. wait i can't I wait i have you done live shows yet 
I, um, I've only done, uh, I did one like private event last week that was like for an organization but i haven't been like i haven't done stand-up yet i haven't been in clubs yet um and i don't know what i'll do like you know the pandemic makes you go "Mm, what do i want to do yeah and so i'm like yeah i don't know if i want to be in noisy clubs anymore yeah yeah figuring out what you want to do I'm, i'm thankful for that the time the pandemic has given me with that. Uh, I started doing shows again and I like it. Like I, I love it. I almost cried like after my first set just out of like, Oh, I will joy. <laughs> Cause it was yeah. like, I'm back on stage. But like, I don't think I want to be as rabid about it as I was before. Like I want to do shows. I don't want to have fun with them, but I want to make more space for things like acting and writing, you know, yes. I like, I like being on set. Like I like performing and, in, in many different ways. And it doesn't just have to be stand-up. Like, you do drag and stand-up, and that's, like, so cool. Like, you get both of those outlets to perform, like, with. Well, I think it's good to try, you know, it's, like, even um, all the different mediums. It's, like, when I started doing stand-up and drag and acting or whatever, it's, like, TikTok wasn't a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things change, but it's yeah. always you know, performing or being creative or whatever. So I think it is good to try so many different things and you can still do what you're passionate about in different ways and then figure out which ones you really like and which ones are like, eh, I tried it and I don't like it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think before the pandemic, I was very much, it was like stand up or nothing. Like, are you a real comic? A like, real comic. <laughs> are you devoting your entire, are you destroying relationships outside of comedy? <laughs> All for the pursuit of stage time. <laughs> like, Content. Yeah, yeah exactly. and it's like, uh, maybe less of that. Maybe I just... Yeah, have fun exploring yeah just like different things that interest me and that can be fun and cool well you know what interests me is talking about ghosts and paranormal that's one thing that will never get old to me I mean where are you at with that um I mean like you know yes heard of it heard of the ghost (laughs) familiar familiar with the concept Uh I mean look it's so funny because like I love this idea of being like a bruja like I'm I'm Afro-Latina my family's from the Dominican Republic so like I have you know we would pray to like saints and stuff like that like the Virgin Mary and things and lighting candles and I'm a very like lapsed Catholic, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, same. Um, so I like the idea of like spirits and ghosts, but I don't think I ever truly like have been haunted or felt like I've been in the presence of a ghost. Are you open to it? Would you want I'm to? open. I would love to. Like I've always like when I was little, I wanted like tarot cards and I wanted a Ouija board and like <laughs> Okay. My my aunt and uncle were like born again Christian, and so they were like absolutely not. That's the devil's. <laughs> Those yes. are the devil's tools. But my parents kind of didn't care either way. But I definitely would love to like communicate with the other side. I would. I I love a good ghost story. Like I love the idea of something being haunted because I like that history. You know. Uh, I mean, have you? Um, you grew up in L.A., right? Yeah. And I love like, like even like the old history of LA, you know, it's like so many things have like happened in like these homes and spaces. Like I like, I feel like 
ghosts and ghost stories are just an extension of like history, you know? So did you, um, when you were growing up, I mean, did you have cultural beliefs on this stuff? Like, um, I mean, did you have people like in your family or your community that were that like had stories or, you know, gave you any reason to believe that that stuff like is real? Well, my aunt for sure believes in ghosts. Like she's the born again Christian one Mm -hmm. because she would talk about like our family back in the Dominican Republic and you know, some of them, I guess, were in more kind of like Santeria-like stuff, you know, like very communicating with the other world. And she fully believes in like ghosts and spirits and like thinks that, but she thinks it's like the devil, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She like for sure fears it. She like doesn't encourage communication. That's what I, you know, a lot of Christian people that I talk to, not all, just different, you know, sex, S-E-C-T-S, will, you know, sometimes have beliefs that, like, anything that's quote-unquote paranormal is the devil. And it's like, I always think about, like, what if your loved one, like, came back and they were like, hey, I'm here to tell you that everything, like, heaven's amazing. And they're like, ah, devil, get out of here. I know, they're just trying to, like, give you a message and be like, hey, girl, can't wait to, like, see you. Yeah, we got clouds up here. (laughs) I got a cloud with your name on it, girl. Come on up. Right. Also, by the way, left a ticket, a winning lottery ticket. (laughs) Babe, I'm trying to help you out. Like, you know. You gotta totally. listen to me. You're keep slamming the door. Saging your <laughs> ass out of house. here. <laughs> yeah. You're running away. <laughs> Just... Wait, I'm looking up Dominican Republic, uh, like, monsters and mythical creatures. Have you ever yeah, heard? because there's a lot of, because, like, uh, you know, it's like an Afro-Caribbean country because, like, you know, there's, like, the indigenous people and then, like, slave boats stop there. So there's, you know the Spanish and then the like all the Africans that they brought on the slave trade. So it's like a mix of like indigenous, like religious beliefs and Mm -hmm. then like Catholic colonialism and then like African um, religious like traditions and stuff. So it's, there's a lot of brujaria down there. Yeah. That's what this article I'm, I'm looking at, uh, a website that it says yes definitely some brujas down there mm-hmm. um do they did you ever uh did um la llorona ever make her way to the dominican Republic? okay la, i know about la llorona because i grew up in la so right la, <laughs> so la llorona was definitely a big part of me growing up in la <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. i dressed up as la llorona for like halloween like a oh. few years ago yeah <laughs> Yeah, she really had her moment when that movie came out, especially. She but did. I know. She's was always like, been around that. Latin Latina communities. representation. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay, El Cuco? Um, I mean, is that like which Kukui? one's El Cuco? That's not the. Um... It says equivalent of Boogeyman. I mean, I feel like Kukui. Like I feel like Kukui. I've heard of Kukui. Yeah. Right. Right. It says used to get children. Well, yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> this is like used to get children to behave. So I feel like it's probably something that like Latin A moms. Similar or, yeah have been like it'll they've get all been you. threatening about the kukui yeah yeah exactly what is um el galipote am i saying that right g-a-l-i-p-o-t-e 
El Galipote. Galipote. Uh, a person that can transform themselves into animals at will. Oh my God, I want that. Ooh. That's like, what is a TV show? Animorphs or something? I feel like that's what that is. <laughs> Animorphs. Oh my gosh, that like book cover. Yes. Slowly <laughs> transforming. All I mean, that's types. real. That animal, whatever that spirit is, that's a really, that's like a very Zeus vibe. You remember how like <laughs> Zeus would be up on Mount Olympus and see a hot bitch down on earth and be like, I got to turn into a bull. I got <laughs> to turn into a bull and get mine. You know? Wait, it says, okay, there's... He was always turning into different animals. <laughs> So there's a few different kinds. There's one that's naturally born with this ability and others who are given this ability through spells cast by a witch. Oh my God. Okay. We need to find the right witch because that sounds like a fun thing. Um, Although I'm afraid that I would turn into like a snail or something. (laughs) Like I would like only be able to turn into like the worst animal that can't do anything and get stepped on. Um, But they pull pranks on humans. Um, Okay, that's a fun one. I don't know. I wonder how how really... You know, a lot of times with, like, folklore and stuff, it's like, how much of this is, like, actually real? And how much of it is just, like, again, like, used to scare people or just, yeah. like, fun, well, like... Well, so much of it, right? Like, the whole idea of, like, folklores and stuff are, like to kind of teach children and people lessons, right? Like, don't go into the woods. It's dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, don't talk to straight like stay away from this part of the lake you know because that's where the current's really rough and like but they tell you there's like a witch that lives in that part of the lake or something you know true true yeah i put those kids in line i mean i can tell you it works (laughs) like (laughs) i feel like modern parents would be like no we need to be honest with our children but i'm like i think it works we gotta put a little fear back into into parenting totally through supernatural means was there ever when you were growing up was there ever like a house you were like a witch lives there um let's see was there a witch house I mean, there's definitely, we had a neighbor when I was growing up that we would call Jason because we just (laughs) assumed that he was Jason with his mask off. Like, we know, it was very like, okay, this was like, this is so 90s, but like, at the time it was very like the neighbor from um, Home Improvement where you like never fully saw his face. face. You never saw his face. And like, I mean, that's so sus. That is so sus. Like, it was just like, you could only see like the back of his head or like, you know, and so we just kind of had this, you know, folklore in our minds that like you, you don't go a whole over narrative. there. You're like, they have dead bodies down there. They- <laughs> totally. And it's probably, I feel like, isn't that Sandlot as well or something? And then it's like, turns out like the guy's like really nice or like, I- I'm sure he was great. But yeah, um, like the pigeon lady. It's like, she's yes, actually helpful. <laughs> exactly. That's, that is a 90s trope. Scary people that turned out to be really nice. But, um, okay. There was a scary house where I lived. I lived in like Mount Washington and there was like this house on the way up to my house. You always had to pass it. You always, in order to get to my house, you had to pass this house that was like on a dilapidated lot. It just looked abandoned. Mm. It looked like just like a rundown kind of Victorian. There was a giant gate around it with like ivy. And I just, we were, my sister and I were convinced that a witch lived there. I mean... 
I think and like that- I always wanted to go in it though. You know what I mean? But like we never we never my sister is such a scaredy cat. Like she's scared <laughs> of everything. So I could never convince her like we have to like go into Let's this go break and enter into That's, this. I really I wanted to cuz again with the 90s tropes, 90s kids on TV were always breaking and entering. That's true. Okay, and they were always up in someone's house that they shouldn't have been in and did not have the keys to. Right. Or or trying to be sneaky. Just like constantly on TV shows just walking into people's windows from a mm-hmm. ladder or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, sliding open the window and just, you know, taking a peek. Just like who allowed children to just be so reckless and take up space like that? Oh, this is how we created millennials. I know. We just thought that we had the keys to everything. I I wanted to be in that witch's house though. And I swear, like I swore that like I would see animals in her yard and then they would disappear. <gasps> she would turn into animals. She's the thingy that we just talked about. Maybe she is, she had all kinds of animals. She had birds, cats, dogs. I swear to God, I saw a pig there once. Like she has some weird animals where it's like, we're not, these aren't city animals. You know? Oh my God. I had this musician, Rain Phoenix, on my podcast. And she told me about, she was living in a place that had a really spooky history. And she saw this woman one day when she woke up, this woman ghost was standing there. And all of a sudden she turned into a cat and ran away. It was oh like it was like familiar, you know, like the witch. Did she bot. ever see that cat again? I can't remember. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. But um, that's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Well, so tell me about some supernatural stuff. I know you were saying that you've had some dreams. Some I know- had some like interesting dreams. It's weird. Okay, so I had like for my birthday, I'm a Taurus, um, Sagittarius, rising Aquarius moon. <laughs> Are you into the astrology? I'm into astrology for sure. I love that. But so I had like a Reiki session for my birthday and uh, my friend who was doing the Reiki session, she was like, are you are you like a little psychic? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't think I am. But like I did go to a – I had gone to a crystal shop that week. And like usually when I'm in a crystal shop, I let the crystals kind of like – speak to me like I just you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. I just kind of oh what what is calling out to me and literally every crystal I picked up was something about like connecting with like your third eye connecting to the paranormal connecting to like your dreams and like it was so I don't know it was a little I was like maybe my dreams are very more vivid than they appear to be but I when I was 20 I was run over by like a a light rail train. So it's like a subway car that goes like above ground, (laughs) below ground. So like I was put under for like three days and I couldn't tell, like I was like having the most drugged out lucid dreams. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. Sure. I started to have like dreams of um, – I, li- I literally had a dream that I was pregnant. <laughs> that I was like – that I like <laughs> was giving birth in the hospital and then they like took my baby away. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like – 
in what like in what world like i literally was hit by a train and i lost my feet like i don't know how that relates to me having a baby well maybe it's some kind of symbolism i mean i'm not i don't know much about like dream interpretation or anything but like it could be something i'm sure there's something to it i'm sure there's something but i had some pretty pretty wacky pretty lucid dreams like that i had one dream this is what i couldn't tell if it was a dream or if it was really happening but um i was in the icu and i just really wanted a glass of water but like they couldn't give me water because of all the like tubes and stuff in me like but i just want i was like begging the nurse for a glass of water and like i saw her just drinking water in front of me just like chugging it and then like putting her glass down on a pyramid of glasses filled with water (laughs) just like right out of reach like you know like your finger like is like almost grazing it but i can't quite (laughs) Oh, my God. So do you think it might have been like a hallucination? It must have been. But it was so vivid. It was on some like lucid dreaming shit. Have you lucid dreamed? Do you know what like that is? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have. I, I had like an experience that I talked about on here a couple months back where like I felt somebody touch me and I was like what's going on and I w- opened my eyes and they were standing right there and then I readjusted my eyes and they weren't there and Whoa. then like a couple minutes later they touched me again I opened my eyes and they were there and because uh, it you know it was my boyfriend at the time um, but uh, it was it was like a really weird thing where it was like how did I just dream that happening before it happened and yeah. I felt it and I asked him and he was like no I didn't I only touched you the one time I don't know yeah. what that was. It was very strange. I don't know what that is either, but I've definitely had like freaky moments of like, did I just dream something happened right before it actually happened? Like I've had the dreams where you are panicked and like running away from someone and like you wake up, but then you're still in the dream, like running away from someone. Oh God. <laughs> It's like terrifying. When I was little, I so I lived in a house on a very steep hill. Like the front door entrance, like you're on like a very slanted steep hill. And then once you would walk into my house, there was like a very steep staircase, like immediately after you enter. So I was when I was little, I'm talking like four, five, six, was constantly having this dream, would have it nonstop, where I was walking down the stairs and all of a sudden like I tripped and started rolling down the stairs and then all of a sudden I would be rolling down the hill outside of my house and just roll and like just like infinite like I would wake up just like you know as my body banged up and like are my knees skinned I was just like terrified I was like stuck in this loop did it like physically hurt I, I didn't physically hurt, but I, like, you know, would, like, grab my body, like, am I okay? Yeah. You know, because, like, it felt so visceral and real. God, I don't need dreams. I Yeah, I'm fresh off dreams. Like, I don't dream often, but when I do dream, I feel like it's a very lucid kind of dream. Like, it's such a such a impactful dream that I am emotionally experiencing the roller coaster that is the dream now have you ever had sleep paralysis 
Oh, I don't think so. I've heard of that, though. Yeah, I mean, that comes up a lot on here because that can get into paranormal territory. And... So how does that... Wait, how does sleep paralysis work with, like, the paranormal? Okay, well, sleep paralysis, you know... As far as I know, because my interest is always in the spookier side, but I think like technically a lot of what it is, is like your, your body wakes up, wait, wait, like you wake up. So your brain is like in the room still, but you're Mm -hmm. still in that dream state. Like you're still like you can't, your body can't move. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your dreams can leak over into you being awake. And so... Uh, is it paranormal? Is it not? I think that it can be. I think I think it can be. I think it can't be. But mm-hmm. sometimes, most commonly, people report seeing like a dark figure standing in the corner of their room, oh, or okay. uh, like a witch lady sitting mm-hmm. on top of them, and you know, like these things that are really spooky. But sometimes people report it like. Um, it happens to everyone when they stay in this room or something. And I'm like, that's when it feels really paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everyone's having that specific uh, experience, it's very, very paranormal. Yeah. So um, uh, apparently it happens more when you sleep on your back. Um So that's, I sleep on my face because it sounds absolutely terrifying. I can't say that I've ever had it happen to me, but it seems to be very common. Yeah, it sounds haunting. It's terrifying. Um, But I mean, when you had your experience, did you, uh, like, did you experience like near death experience type, like, uh, well, going going to heaven and coming back or like, you know, sometimes people report stuff like that. I'm not really sure the details of what happened. Yeah, no, it wasn't like I saw like a bright light, but like when the train hit me, it it kind of almost like was cartoonishly like what you see in like movies and TV where all of a sudden I'm crossing the street and I turn my head to see this train and it just like sped up so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just like all of a sudden it was like, I see it. And now like, it's like, I don't even remember it hitting me. Like it was just like, bam, you know, it happened. But I, when I was out, apparently this Scientologist named Cleveland, a black Scientologist named Cleveland Polite came to my side and started doing some Scientology stuff. Where apparently, because, you know, Scientologists believe that you can, like, heal yourself. Right. But they don't believe in psychology or psychiatry. But he started, like, talking to me and getting me to repeat him. And I have no recollection of, like, engaging with this man, like, at all. And, like, the only reason, like, I even know this is true and, like, this happened is because, like, he talked to the police, but, like, it really sounded like some crazy angel shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, this person rushes to you, engages with you. He basically, like, got me to they, – they have this thing where if you, like, talk about your trauma and revisit it and you, like, call out things in your trauma, they are no longer triggering. So he would be – he I apparently, like – 
an example, like for my situation, he would be like, look at the stop sign. What color is it? Red. Look at that corner. What's on that corner? A gas station. Like, do you know what I mean? Like things like to just, I don't know how it works, but I've been able to cross that street. I don't have any like PTSD. Really? None. Like I've been on that train again, like straight up, like have more PTSD from my purse getting snatched, like, off my shoulder, you know? Have you ever found him? I, like, Googled him, and, like, there was, like, a record of him living in that part of, like, San Francisco. But I've, like, never met him. I mean, like... (laughs) That's a hard name to Google. Anytime people have, like, names that are also... Like, that's what I tell drag queens, if if they come up with a name that's, like... Mm -hmm another like other words like it's hard to google because you know cleveland will come up first the, the, the most polite people in cleveland article will come up you know what i mean like yeah it's like it's specific but also there's so many it can be so many things oh my god yeah but like so i mean it was just like really kooky in that like i never had any ptsd about it And I have no recollection of meeting this person, engaging with them at all. The first thing I remember is, like, I thought they were, like, police officers or something like that. But apparently they were fire people. And they, like, came up to me and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, hi, my name is Danielle Perez. Nice to meet you. Like, (laughs) those are the first words I remember, like, saying. Like, I'm under this train I can't even see them. Like, I, they're just, like, shadowy figures on either side of me. And I'm just, like, pumping with adrenaline. Wow. And, like, they're, like, you know, what's your birthday? And I'm telling them, like, what's today's date? And I'm telling them. they like, you know, is there, like, can we call your mom or your dad? I literally gave them my mom's work and cell number and house number, my dad's work cell and house number. And I told them what order to call the numbers in. <laughs> it was like, call my dad's office first. The then brain his is so interesting. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was really wild. I was like, just, I, I couldn't feel anything. Like I was just like, numbed on morphine like or not morphine but the adrenaline that my body was pumping but like I was so lucid and fully remember having this conversation with these like fire people but have no recollection of like my very apparently full conversation with Cleveland polite wow like according to the police reports what the stuff that he told them it was like we engaged in a full dialogue that is crazy. I guess I don't know much about Scientology. I mean, I do know about that, like, healing yourself thing, which yeah. I mean, really I know. It's like, I don't know. really know a ton either, but I do know that they, like, think that you can heal yourself, but... But I, I've only heard about that from, like, times where it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> On some real uh, negligent uh, yeah. medical practices. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Um so, but I'm, I mean, that's amazing that you don't have that PTSD. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not a Scientologist, but like, you know, it felt very much like an, like a, you know, a guardian angel intervention type situation. You know what I mean? If we want to like ascribe kind of paranormal 
in a paranormal kind of uh, uh, explanation for it, I feel like that that's, I think, the closest I've ever really experienced to like a guardian angel type. Well, I mean, yeah, the fact that he was there at that time and was able to help you, you know. Yeah. It seems like what he did was really beneficial to to you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to just tell a story about something. Yeah. <laughs> no, please. I want I want to get into it. Well, I want to get into the ghost story of it all. I have another story about some, uh, somebody, a loved one of mine that got hit by a car. Um and something paranormal happened. I mean, should I, do you, would you want yeah. to hear it or is that? I would, yeah, I would love to. Okay. Um, I think I told this on my Patreon. I told it not that long ago. I don't usually talk about it, but um, I had somebody, a loved one, get hit by a car. And um, I mean, it was really, really bad. And they didn't make it. And um, I think it's I th- maybe it's a coincidence, but my uh, windshield was smashed in my garage right when it happened. Oh, and like there it, was, your windshield just shattered? Yes, I was in California. They were in Michigan, and it was completely shattered. And the place I was living, I talked to the security guard, and they're like, "There's nothing that could have jumped on. Like the only thing that that could have done this is if somebody's mad at you and they would have smashed. Because there's nothing. Nothing could have fell like in the because yeah. it was in a covered parking structure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but it seems like a weird coincidence. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that is that's that feels paranormal that feels paranormal huh are you like um this loved one like were they they were they like related to you or some like a really deep because i don't know that feels almost like you know like with twins how like one of them will know when like something's wrong with the other one you know yeah yeah i mean i definitely i think i mean i'm a person that believes that people are in your life for a reason Mm -hmm. and when you have these strong deep connections like you know I was having a really hard time not that long ago and someone that I have a very strong connection with that's a friend but it feels like oh my god we were so meant to be in each other's lives texted me like hey something's telling me that I need to you need someone to talk to and it was so right you know and I really I do think that you can have those connections with people um it's just we so often are just like you know, you just maybe you don't believe in that stuff. Or you just choose not to, but I do, and and so I think that I believe in that kind of a thing. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh my. Goodness. Or like the crystals being like, you need to think about your dreams mm-hmm. and your, you know, it's like, why are those the ones calling out? The to crystals you? are calling out. They were calling out to me, and I was like, all right, let's let's activate this uh, this portal to to the other dimension let's get into it well thanks for sharing that yeah (sighs) for sure yeah no it is it is kind of a really I honestly haven't I I the only other time I've like really had like a I feel like something beyond my control is like guiding me um was like when I started (laughs) stand-up Which sounds like really cheesy, but like I had signed up for a stand-up class because like uh, my best friend Madison Shepard, uh, she um, her roommate was a stand-up, and like 
we had seen him perform like a few times and I was like, he's not funny. I, I'm funny. I want to be stand up. <laughs> I was like, Madison, how do we be stand ups? And she's like, okay, well, let's take the stand up class. So. See, that's the thing with people that do stand up and they're like not good at it and they feel like, oh, I failed or whatever. A lot of times, those people are actually the ones that are inspiring people to become stand ups. And you're you actually, are. you're, you're so contributing insp- in a big way. You're creating great comics that now you feel are. the confidence to do it. It's like, thank you. Yeah. It's like you have a purpose. This is part of your path and your journey to inspire. <laughs> to inspire. Like you are contributing to stand like up. <laughs> it's just not you. <laughs> what a positive spin. There I we go. That. That's what I do. <laughs> but so. yeah, no, I signed up for this class with Madison and like before it was like at Iowa West, it was like I before I got out of the car to go into the class, my very first class, I was like overwhelmed by like this like kind of like euphoric feeling, just like a really giddy euphoric feeling where I I feel like the only way to kind of describe it is like, you know, in movies when like, like someone kind of has that epiphany moment where like it all comes together, you know, like that big like, that big crescendo of like, yes, I figured it out. It's Eureka. And yes, literally every time I've come out of the closet, which is about five different times. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it's like, it it, it just, it's bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you. And you feel like there's kinetic energy, like, but it just felt so much bigger than me. And so cinematic. It was it was just really strange and overwhelming. And like I feel like I almost wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it was like it something was just telling me like this is a really important moment. Yes. And it's like like li- I'm like <clears throat> parking my car in Hollywood, like to go to this dinky theater. Like it was just so it was out of the blue. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I'm nervous or scared. It just like was an overwhelming feeling that was like not of this world you know totally yes i i know that feeling mm-hmm. i'm this, this is definitely going to be a scene in, in your movie yeah <laughs> that song yeah. is going to play no place i'd rather be that's how i feel about certain <laughs> things um okay can i read you a story from a listener yeah i feel like we gotta that. get let's let's mm-hmm. get like spooky okay this one comes from Allie and she posted it in the Facebook group for this podcast called Ghosted by Roz Dresfeles and uh, Allie writes so this is a doozy it's kind of long it's not too long Uh, but this ghost or entity terrorized my entire family in the house and even followed me when we moved a whole state over Oh. oh my god that's like cape fear vibes like <gasps> like bungee cord itself underneath the car them specifically oh, yeah okay my parents had just gotten married we moved in this 80 year old house with my twin brother and it was a huge two-story in fort sumner new mexico looking back we now know why that house's rent was dirt cheap there were two rooms downstairs and a big one upstairs where the attic where the attic 
was connected to the walk-in closet. I remember always feeling super uneasy in my bedroom, but I was always imaginative and sensitive, so I did my best to ignore it. Until one day, I stayed home from school due to swine flu. Swine <gasps> flu. Oh my God, that takes oh my me God, back. That's like a throwback. Very 90s. <laughs> my mom was in her room talking on the phone, and I was walking down the hallway to talk to her. Something stopped me halfway down, and I just felt something in the bathroom behind me on the other side of the hallway. I turned around, and I see a grown Hispanic man standing in the doorway of the bathroom. He was wearing blue jeans, a button-up, and a cowboy hat. He was gesturing uh, me to come toward him and into the bathroom. Mm-mm. Automatically, I screamed, and my mom comes rushing in, and I told her what I saw. She looks at me in disbelief and says, so you saw him too? <gasps> she sat me down and told me that he had started talking to her in my dad's voice while she <laughs> was half asleep, and he tried touching her upper body area. Ooh, and, okay. <laughs> and made her shoot up, and she... Uh, realized that my dad was away at work and she was talking to something else in the house, not the dad. I know she wasn't lying because she was always skeptical and never really believed in ghosts until that very moment. My brother had it bad. He still has nightmares about the house. He slept in the top story room and every night he saw a man standing in his bedroom doorway, an attic uh, doorway, staring at him until he got up and started sleeping in my room or my parents' room because it f- kept him up all night. He either saw him or heard him walking up the stairs to go into his room. But when Andrew, I'm guessing that's the brother, uh, when Andrew moved his bed into my bedroom, he started visiting my room. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay, well, this is some Andrew shit. This is Andrew's <laughs> fault. He never came in. But he was uh, right in front of the door watching. Okay, that's why I never have doors open. I always, I do you sleep with the door is open? Is that is that like a thing? Like to, because of the ghosts specifically? Well, I just don't want to see anybody outside of my door. Like that's terrifying. I feel like okay, um, keeping doors closed for me comes from a place of like if someone's gonna break in at least they're going to have to go through these doors. Oh, yeah, Do you know make what I it mean? hard for them at least. Like, yeah, like I'm going to be at least a little tipped off that you are breaking and entering. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a warning. Yes, exactly. I'm with you. It eventually got so bad, he wouldn't sleep in our rooms. He started sleeping in the living room, basically in the couch, like between the couch cushions and the couch. That's where he slept because we felt if we were simply on top of it, he couldn't get us. Okay, so I guess they were just like hiding in the couch now because see that's when it's like ghosts can really fuck with your sleep and that's not okay. No, um, that's terrible. Our dad had they didn't get the house like saged or get someone to come and ask the ghost to leave. I mean, a lot of people that's, deal if, with if it the mom is seeing the ghost, right? Then she needs to be calling someone to handle the ghost. Yeah, I mean, like, I had some stuff happen to m- in my house when I was a kid, but, like, it only happened to me. It, like, never happened to my parents, so they say. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they would have done. Like, it's really weird to think about, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like I hear so many stories, and I realize 
um, you know, I'm the person that watches the movie and it's like, get out of the house. What the hell are you doing? But it's like, I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of different factors of people either not knowing about this stuff or having like cultural beliefs or Mm -hmm. Or just like a lot of denial where it's like, no, I'm you gaslight yourself. You're like, that's crazy. That's silly. That's not right. Like as blood is dripping out of the walls and they're just like, Oh no, it's normal. Tired or something. Totally. People love to rationalize their way, Mm -hmm. you know, out of this stuff. Okay, wait. So there's a little bit more. So our dad, okay, the dad's getting involved here. He had reoccurring nightmares seeing the same man in the same clothes I saw, uh, where he was fucking with our radio and blue static started coming out of the radio. Wait, I think this is all in the dream um when he broke down and finally told us about it the radio in the kitchen suddenly turned on and played <gasps> nothing but static oh no we knew we weren't tripping there was something in the house my brother started acting out disobeying and going outside because he didn't want to be in the house one day we were uh one day we were all gone he spaced out and lit a portion of the attic in his room on fire when he came to and realized what he did he quickly put it out and never told our parents when i came home he confided in me and said i would never do that i don't know what came over me and we go into the attic together to see what's in there we only got to the very front beginning and saw old beer bottles and engraved numbers all the way back to like 1937 or something basically very old um we suddenly got really cold and never went into the attic again and we slept in our parents room because the footsteps started all over the house and we uh, no longer felt safe i felt this presence when we moved to texas and i literally had to get this thing done with candles and a stone flower necklace that was blessed i had to wear the necklace every night when i slept And one day I woke up and the necklace was off my neck and all the way across the room. I never felt anything after that. But I think about this all the time. Oh, that's a scary one. Girl, wow. But did she ever, like, find out any history on the house and, like, who this man was or what those, like, numbers meant? Yeah, I don't know. But see, again, this is where it's, like, dreams can be paranormal, where it's, like... People are seeing this man in the house and then the dad is like seeing this exact man in a dream. Like, that's something. That is. Um, Okay, let's do like uh, a couple more little quick little things. Uh, You want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's time for EVPs. Or EV please. Have you ever heard of an EVP? What is an No, I don't know what that is. Okay, it's electronic voice phenomena. It is anytime somebody records what they believe to be a ghost, so uh, their voice talking. So mm-hmm. it could be from like a recording device. It could be like someone is doing a video and all of a sudden they hear a whisper in the background. Like it, anytime s- people believe they've recorded a ghost talking, Ooh. it's very common to hear on like paranormal shows and stuff and so what i do is i go to youtube and i find people's evps and um i'll have you guess what you hear and then i'll give you some options of what they believe is the right one okay 
This first one comes from FRPI Online, is their name on YouTube. And it is at a place called the Tovar House in St. Augustine, Florida, a place that's known for being very haunted. Um, tell me what you hear. Did you hear that voice? I heard like a, like a. <laughs> there's, de- there's definitely like some like staticky background noise or whatever, but there's a voice speaking. I'll play it again. Okay, wait, let me, let me make sure my volume's all the way up. Okay. It's like, no, 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 no. Did it say like, get out of here? Wait, let me play it again. Okay, I'll give you some options. Is it A, no, I don't eat butter. Maybe they're vegan. Uh, Is it B, no, I don't know. Is it C, it will all get better. Or D, (laughs) okay, you're a snack. All right, I'm going to play it again. Do you hear it now? Okay, definitely uh, see it will all get better. I hear that too, but they think it's saying, no, I don't know. Let me play it again. That's crazy. Okay, well, uh, here's another one. This is from, I believe, the same location. It's from the same uh, group on YouTube. And what does this one say? Okay, this is more of like a creepy ass whisper. Do you hear anything? Is it, are they saying like kill more? <gasps> I totally hear like a, k- k- like a K sound. Yeah. Um, wait, let me play it again. Oh, I don't like that one. That one sounds like a serious. It killer. sounds malicious. That That's definitely sounds like a, that is not a friendly ghost. That's not no, a Casper that vibe. That's not Casper. That's Casper's <laughs> uncles. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll give you some options. Is it A, okay, you want to see? Is it B, can you find me, please? Is it C, K-I-S-S-I-N-G? <laughs> or D, sashay away, yes, queen? Definitely D. Sashay away, yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's play it one more time. They think it's okay, you want to see, which I hear. Apparently, one of the investigators says, is anyone there? And then the ghost replies, okay, you want to (gasps) see? Let me play it again. I kind of hear it. Okay, I kind of I kind of hear the C at the very end. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's creepy. All right, but I, let's... I hear the K. I hear the the K. The K you want to see? Yeah. KFC. What if it was KFC? KFC. The Ghost oh of Colonel God. Sanders. Um, okay, let's uh, do one more quick little thing. I am going to list off a bunch of unexplained phenomenas and just tell me what comes to mind if you have thoughts on it you know anything okay let's start off with bigfoot is it real 
What do you think? Yeah, Bigfoot's real. Why not? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? What I about- mean, I imagine Bigfoot is like, you know, those um, those people who like to live off the grid, totally. you know, in the mountains and they get a bunch of like rifles and firearms and they're like, they're always getting raided by like the, <laughs> by like the um, ATF, you know, I feel like Bigfoot's just like um, a, a animal version of that. But they're, like, really good at it because they never get caught. (laughs) No, they never get caught. They're living off the land. They're doing what... They're doing what Leonardo DiCaprio wished he could do in that bear movie. (laughs) I mean, the idea of just, like, living in a treehouse in the woods was always something I wanted to do until this pandemic happened. And I was like, no. Absolutely not. You're like, isolation, not for me. Not for me. Mm -mm. Um, Okay, what about psychics? Oh, yeah. Psychics, for sure, are definitely real. Psychics, mediums, uh, anyone who can uh, speak to, you know, the other world, the other dimension, paranormal activity, you fully, fully believe it, fully. uh, Have you been to psychics? I have been to, I've been to like a few mediums. Yeah. And was it accurate? Yeah, one of them was, like, very, very accurate. Um, really? Actually, w- the one that I go to the the most regularly, very accurate. Oh, very so you have, like, a medium. Yeah, I have a medium. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she has, like, an Instagram. Uh, what's her Instagram? <laughs> like, oh, her Instagram is the art of rooted living. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. And so Catherine she, Walsh, yeah, she's great. I love her. She speaks to people that you want her to speak to, or what does she do? She speaks to like like she reads like energy and feeling and just is like she kind of gets um the way like things come to her are through like kind of sound and like feel. Does that make sense? Like yeah. she just kind of like her senses um I guess are like overloaded with like what comes to her, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but she's like been able to like see some things that were just so specific where it's like, there's, you know, wh- how, how would you be able to, to be so correct about this very specific thing? Oh my God. You know? Yeah. Okay. But she's great. I love her. Yeah. I, I fully, I'm fully very into psychics. I love it. I feel like it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a real thing. Like, again, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I believe in the paranormal, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, psychics to me, like, when they're good, they're good. But yeah. it's not always the case. No, um, yeah. Okay, let's do some more. A couple more unexplained phenomenas. Um, what about haunted dolls? Can a doll haunted? be haunted? Uh, yeah, haunted dolls, 100%. Have you heard of that... Um, uh, Isla, uh, Isla de las Muñecas in Mexico City. Just like the island of dolls. Yeah, uh, island of it's literally an island just filled with dolls, inhabited by like a bunch of. It's the creepiest fucking thing in the oh, world. That's terrifying. It is uh, fully just an island where like you know people leave dolls. Oh, like, I have heard of this. Yeah, Ugh. that seems that seems haunted as fuck. Okay, but I think anything can be possessed. Like I think dolls, you know, I I I think dolls are a good vessel for possession because they 
have all of the parts that humans have. You know what I mean? It's like they're easy to anthropomorphize. Okay. Right? Is that the right word? Where you like give like an inanimate object like human like abilities and characteristics. Yeah. Do you think they could kill somebody like Chucky? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's like voodoo dolls. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in that shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unexplained phenomena. Will I ever work in this town again? (laughs) Oh, honey, you definitely will work in this town. I mean, (laughs) honestly, me working in this town is a pretty unexplained phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, same. Um, Okay. What about... uh, um ufos oh my god ufos for sure and i wasn't like uh i wasn't honestly i wasn't like a believer in ufos until i saw have you seen the new unsolved mysteries oh my god the one with the town and all the people mm-hmm. and, oh it's oh, so yes. good so good and okay so i became like in this panorama i became obsessed with this youtube um, excuse me. I became obsessed with this um, behavioral panel. They're these like essentially human lie detectors. Yes, like these people on they... YouTube, they're like, oh, see the way they just scratch their nose? That mm-hmm. means they're lying or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can like see like their heart rate. Like if you see someone's knees, like you can tell their heart rate. <laughs> so they like can tell like when your heart rate goes up or down, like when you're t- talking, it's totally wild. But they break down the UFO episode of that unsolved mystery and they are like i have never believed a person more they are fully like this person is recounting they're not saying what i think they're like what i saw you know what i always say about stuff like that is like okay let's say those all these people in this small town that are not hollywood actors they would have to be incredible actors First of all, they'd have to be undiscovered talent that was just so good. There's just no way. And then, like, they would have to get the whole town involved. Like, do you can you imagine that dress rehearsal? Oh my god! Imagine that read through the table read. The table read for that. Just getting these (laughs) these Meryl Streep's. Just getting them into character. Like. But they're all amazing. Like that's hard. It's just hard to believe. What a long con, too. Like and yeah, and they would have to agree. Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to all agree that we're never going to take other jobs. We have nope. this incredible. All these abilities were so believable as actors, but we'll never take other jobs. We'll never work ever. We'll never work in this town again. Well, they'll <laughs> work in that town because the, they'll keep doing their UFO stuff. But like. It's I I have a hard time. They're like this is our one gig. This (laughs) honestly, it's like because I know that that story, like I mean, they've talked about it, uh, uh, you know, throughout the years, and I think Mm -hmm. there's definitely way more interest in that place now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people, you know, I'm sure those people are doing a lot more interviews and and stuff and. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like when you're on a sitcom like 20 years ago and it still airs. Like, it's a great gig if you're an actor. It's a great gig, but also you don't get paid for it. No, it's a... It's (laughs) like journalism. You're not legally allowed to pay for interviews if it's considered like news and actual journalism. So like, they're not getting paid. They're just getting exposure. But like, 
they don't want any other gig. That's the gig. That's the thing. Oh, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you, Ross. This was such a blast. It was fun. Um, tell everybody, you know, where to find you and everything going on. Oh, yeah. Um, you can watch me right now on season two of Special on Netflix. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end. And you can listen to me on my podcast, Wow Rude, at Wow Rude Pod. Love it. Thank you to Danielle Perez. And if you want to hear just a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash Ross On my second tier, the two of us are talking about the real story that inspired The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And, you know, it's two comedians talking about it. So uh, it might be different from other discussions about the topic. I don't know. I enjoyed it. And then also you can watch me talking about eBay dolls on my Patreon uh, this month uh, as well. Guys, please subscribe to the show, rate it five stars, and tell your friends. If you got a ghost story, put it in a five-star review, or just write something nice or don't write anything at all. You could also join our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. You could leave a ghost story there. And I want to do a listener episode, so please email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode. And, uh, you know, all the other things. I'm on Cameo at Roz Dresfelez. I am on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And I love you all. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.